The following audio is from Grace City Church in San Diego, California. More information about Grace City Church is available at gracecitysd.com. Give thanks to the Lord, for He is good. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His love endures forever. To Him who alone does great wonders, His love endures forever. Who by His understanding made the heavens, His love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters, his love endures forever. Who made the great lights, his love endures forever. The sun to govern the day, his love endures forever. The moon and stars to govern the night, his love endures forever. To him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt, his love endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them, his love endures forever. With a mighty hand and outstretched arm, his love endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea asunder, His love endures forever, and brought Israel through the midst of it. His love endures forever, but swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. His love endures forever. To him who led his people through the desert, his love endures forever. Who struck down great kings, his love endures forever, and killed mighty kings. His love endures forever. Sion, king of the Amorites, his love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan, his love endures forever, and gave their land as an inheritance. His love endures forever, an inheritance to his servant Israel. His love endures forever. To the one who remembered us in our lowest state, his love endures forever, and freed us from our enemies, his love endures forever, and who gives food to every creature, his love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven, his love endures forever. All right, let's pray together. God, we thank you that your love is something that is steadfast and endures forever. And it's such a good reminder, Lord, through every verse here that that is true and we can cling to that. And so Lord, I just pray that you bless Pastor Scott as he gives our message today. Lord, may our hearts be open to whatever you wanna teach us. In your name we pray, amen. Good morning, everybody. It's great to be with you again this morning. Thanks for joining us here. And we're looking forward to getting together in person. I know that I am, and we've got our city groups coming soon and being able to gather together and see each other in person. That's gonna be so great. And there's lots of things opening now. So things are coming back. We've got some numbers, you know, some COVID numbers they're worried about, but uh, we're gonna keep praying about that. And uh, you know, the movie theaters are opening up right now. Isn't that incredible? I didn't think we'd see that for a long time. The movie theaters are opening just in time for Bill and Ted 3. So that's gonna be great, right? Hey, but be excellent to each other. See, it's timeless advice. Well, we're gonna talk about some better timeless advice and timeless stuff that we get from the Lord our God in the book of Psalms. And I hope that you've been enjoying this series through Psalms. Sometimes I think about this and I say, that's not bad for a 3,000 year old book and how relevant it is for us today. That's because God is timeless and his word is timeless and all of it is relevant for us today. So as we get into Psalms, we've been talking about a lot of subjects that we deal with in this book and realizing that God is worthy of our attention. He's worthy of our praise and our worship. He's worthy of our trust. He's worthy of our confession, our lament, even our anger. We've talked about these subjects. And you know what? He's worthy of something else. And he's worthy of something else in the midst of any circumstance that we're in. He's worthy of something else in the midst of all of the difficult things that are going on in our country today, all of the things that could be really good, what comes out of it, or things that just might be disappointing, whatever your circumstances are personally, Here's something that is true about our Lord. He is worthy of our thankfulness. 
God is worthy of our thankfulness regardless of whatever circumstance we are in at any time. We need to give thanks to God for whatever is going on at any time. And maybe it doesn't seem like a good time to be thankful. Maybe it does. It kind of depends maybe on your perspective or how the last three months of the shutdown has gone for you. But I want to encourage you to be thankful today. And I'm going to give you some reasons why that come from the psalmist in Psalm 136. You know, as we talk about God being worthy of our thanks, our lament, our confession, our praise, all these things, there's an important thing to remember. God is worthy of these things because of who he is, not because of what he's done. And wait, what do you mean? It's not because of what he's done. Let me tell you what I mean about this. And it's so important that we get this, that God is worthy of our thankfulness and all these things because of who he is. And here's the thing. See, what God has done for us is a matter of who he is. It's part of who he is. And certainly he's worthy of our praise and thanks for what he's done. But we need to think of it in terms of who God actually is. And there's an important reason for that. The idea of worship, all of these things, giving God our attention and finding God worthy of these things. It's not about making a list of the things he's done and going, okay, I got that. And okay, God did this. And okay, God did this. Okay, God did this. All right, God, I have now deemed you worthy of my worship because of what you've done. You see, our attitude about worship, about thankfulness, about praise, about lament, about anger, about all of these things, God is worthy of these things because of who he is. And the things that God has done, he's done them because of who he is. He's worthy simply because of who he is. It's a big difference. Thankfulness is a funny thing. It's multifaceted, right? You can be thankful for things. You can be thankful for actions. You can be thankful for people. Thankful for a gift or somebody who gave you a service or a giver of some kind of that gift. You can be thankful for all of those things. It's hard to sustain thankfulness, though. Have you noticed that? I mean, are you still thankful for the gifts that you got at your last birthday? Maybe if your birthday was last week, but how many months ago was your birthday? Can you even remember? Can you remember what you got for Christmas? I mean, Christmas was actually only about six months ago. I know it seems like it was 17 years ago, but do you remember what those things are? Are you still feeling a sense of thankfulness for those things? Do you even remember what you got and who gave it to you? It's hard to recall, isn't it? It's hard to think about that. See, we probably don't remember, or at least we don't remember very quickly because thankfulness can wane. Now think about somebody in your life who is a great gift giver to you. Are you thankful when you get a gift from somebody that you got the gift at the time before you even know what it is? Somebody gives you a gift and that person who loves you, who gave you a gift, what is your thoughts about that? Are you thinking about how generous they are or what a wonderful friend they are or just the greatness of the gift, whatever it is? If you get a, a greeting card from somebody, are you eager to read what it says, what their sentiments are? Or, or are you really just hoping that when you open the card, a gift card falls out and you could care less what it says? See, we want to be thankful in a much deeper way. Well, it's not just about us. My grandmother, my mother's side, she used to come every Christmas and uh, she lived in Los Angeles. We lived in Palmdale, which is an hour north of LA. It's a really good place to be from. And uh, well, that's where we lived. And my grandmother drove this huge Cadillac Fleetwood. They don't make those anymore. They, they can't. There's not a plant big enough to make that car anymore. That car is so amazingly huge. I think they named a rock band after that car. Or was it that hamburger? I don't know. Never mind. But the Fleetwood is humongous. And the trunk, the trunk is bigger than your house. Okay. And I remember as a little kid running down when grandma would arrive and she'd open her trunk 
Actually, she wouldn't open it. The coolest thing, right? And this is a long time ago. There was a button inside the glove compartment and the, and the thing would pop open. And there'd be all these gifts in there. I mean, tons of gifts. She might've brought me 17 wrapped gifts. It was incredible. It's Christmas time. We're shoving them under the tree. And you know, who cares if there's a Santa Claus? We have grandma. She just was so much better until Christmas morning. And Christmas morning would come and I'd start to open those 17 gifts. And you know what it would be? Every year it was the same. I don't know why I ever expected it to be different. It would be one package with Legos in it or some kind of toy and 16 packages of clothes. Socks, pants, underwear, shirts, shirts I like, shirts I don't like. Grandma, one gift after another, just clothes. And I remember this feeling of going, why? Why all this stuff that you're giving me these gifts? And it wasn't until I was older that I realized that those gifts were not for me, they were for my parents. My parents who couldn't afford to buy us clothes, who had no ability to buy us socks and underwear. And what a tremendous gift that was for them and for me in my ungratefulness I didn't get until now. And I certainly get it as a parent. She was a great gift giver, and I'm so thankful for my grandmother and all those gifts today. I wish I would have understood that better as a kid. You know, most of us, if we're honest, we spend more time being thankful for things and actions and stuff for us rather than being thankful on people. And you know, sometimes with people, there's, there's a pattern of it. There's some ebb and flow with when we're thankful and we forget about stuff. It's not all bad when it comes to people, but here's something that's important. It's very destructive when there's ebb and flow with that with God when we're only grateful to God during the good times, when we're only grateful to God when we get a positive answer to our prayers or when we think God has blessed us in a certain way and then we're not grateful to God during the regular times of life or the difficulties that come our way. This is something that's really important. God is always worthy of our thankfulness. During every season of life, during every moment of our life, our thankfulness towards God is important. Our thankfulness towards God has to move past the situational methods of thankfulness that we have. It's gotta be more than just Thanksgiving. It's a great holiday. I love Thanksgiving. Probably my favorite holiday is Thanksgiving. And it's gotta be more than just whenever we get a sermon about Thanksgiving, okay? Don't ignore it today. But Thanksgiving needs to be all the time. Our thankfulness towards God has to move beyond whatever our mindset is based on individual circumstances or global circumstances to a place where we can live in a truth that there is always thankfulness that should be given to God. God is always worthy of our thankfulness because of who he is, not because of a specific answered prayer or because we relate better to a particular worship style so I can thank him over here but not over here or thank him on a particular day or some other time or when I'm happy or sad. He's always worthy of our thankfulness. And this is an important discipline for us. The book of Psalms is filled with songs of thankfulness and they have a lot to teach us about what we can do when we're faced with a season or moments when we're uncertain if thankfulness even applies. And it can really help us face whatever situation and reorient ourselves around God's mission at any moment in our life. So let's look at Psalm 136. This is a Psalm that's part of a group of songs that's called the Songs of Ascent. And the original purpose of these songs, people aren't entirely sure, but scholars mostly think that they were written at times of, of national worship or when people were live, moving from wherever they were living to go up to the temple to worship God at special times. They were sung by people who were on their way to the temple in Jerusalem. And these songs are all about the way in which God provides and the majesty of God. And that's what you see in all these songs of ascent. Most of them are right here in this section. 
And you'll see themes going as we read, beginning in verse 1, Psalm 136, 1. It says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. So we give thanks to the Lord. Why? Because he is good. He's the creator of all. He is benevolent. He's all giving. And this is who God is. We give thanks because of who he is. He is good. Verse 2 Give thanks to the God of gods. His love endures forever. This means that he's the only God. We give thanks to him because he's the only God. He's not the God over many gods. God of gods means he is capital G God and the rest of the gods aren't real. He is God. He is the one true God. We give thanks to him because of who he is. Verse three, give thanks to the Lord of Lords. His love endures forever. He is the ruler of all rulers. In fact, he's really the only true ruler, right? It means that there is no other ruler. Not too happy with your presidential contenders? You know what? Here's some really good news. They're not really in charge and they're not gonna be. God is the Lord of Lords. Give thanks that he's the one in charge of everything going on and that his will will endure and his love endures forever. This phrase that keeps getting repeated all throughout this Psalm, his love endures forever. It's an interesting refrain. The word loves is the Hebrew word here, it's chesed. And chesed is a word that's a kind of a strange word because in English and in most other languages, there's not really a word that translates correctly what this means. Something interesting that you should do in your Bible study sometimes is, is get different versions of the Bible, multiple ones, and kind of read how different interpreters actually will interpret a verse. Most of the time you see the same thing or you see a very similar word, but you might only see one or two words. You know what's interesting about this word chesed? Is that Bible translators don't agree on how to translate it. And if you go through one different translation after another, they all pick a different word. The ESV says his steadfast love endures forever. The NASB says his loving kindness endures forever. The King James says his mercy endures forever. New Living Translation is faithful love endures forever. The Net Bible, New English Translation, the loyal love of God endures forever. The NIV says just love. We can't even break it out. We're just gonna say love is love endures forever. You see, the idea here is so great, so much greater than even what our thoughts are about the word love, that it's even hard to express in our language. The idea is that his love doesn't change in his covenants. His love, his covenants don't change. They don't change forever. That his love is so strong and his kindness and his mercy and his loyalty and all of those things are so deep, so rich, it's unchangeable. It's a stubborn love. It's a love that can't give up. It's a love that is binding. All of these things fall short of what this chesed actually is, this love that God has for us. Isn't that amazing? It's so much deeper than we can understand. This is who God is. This is his character, his love for us. It's a love that we cannot even express completely because it's a supernatural love. It's beyond our concept, our greatest ideas, our greatest words. It's who he is. That's God. Thankfulness begins with this God and who he is. His love endures forever. You see, we can always be thankful because his love endures forever. The chesed love is always there. It's deeper than we can even feel. Even if we're not feeling it, it's still there. It hasn't gone away. It's not based on circumstances. Now, if I'm thankful for the who God is, then the what God does matters. 
thankfulness recognizes what God does. And the psalmist will show us this going forward. Psalm 136.4, give thanks to, to him alone who does great wonders. His love endures forever. Verse five, who by his understanding made the heavens, his love endures forever. Who spread out the earth upon the waters, his love endures forever. Who made the great lights, his love endures forever. The sun to govern the day, his love endures forever. The moon and stars to govern the night, his love endures forever. You see, thankfulness recognizes what God does. Thankfulness is seeing what God does and it points to his power that he is the creator, that he created the great lights, the sun, the moon, and the stars. And it points to the power of God, which brings us our security. Our security in this life is brought to us by this powerful God and his eternal promises and his enduring love. And it should also do something else. This what it teaches us more even about the who and about God's character. Seeing his power at work should teach us that he is powerful and seeing his provision over time should teach us about God's generous heart and seeing his care should teach us how much he really loves each one of us, deeper than we can even imagine. You see, the who of God matters more in the course of the story and in history than our own stories because it's about God. The next section of the Psalm, the Psalmist recites Israel's story, the story of the people who are originally singing this and originally reading this in uh, verses uh, 10 through 22, goes like this. It's the story of God's people and his love. It tells what God did and therefore what he does and why. And you see this happening. You see this pattern. You're gonna see this. He rescued and so God rescues. That's his character. He provided and so he provides. He cares and so he cares. He loved, so he loves. He does what he promises and the whole story of God revolves around the redemption of human beings and the deliverance from evil. This is what God does. This is what he's doing throughout history. In Israel, verse 10, to him who struck down the firstborn of Egypt and his love, his love endures forever. He's telling the story that we read about through scriptures and brought Israel out from among them. His love endures forever. With a mighty hand and outstretched arm, his love endures forever. To him who divided the Red Sea asunder, his love endures forever and brought Israel through the midst of it. His love endures forever. But swept Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. His love endures forever. To him who led his people through the wilderness, his love endures forever. To him who struck down great kings, his love endures forever. And killed mighty kings, his love endures forever. Sihon, the king of the Amorites, his love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan, his love endures forever. And gave their land as an inheritance, his love endures forever. An inheritance to his servant Israel, his love endures forever. You know, it's going through the history, a true history, and their victory over, of right over wrong, the victory in battle over evil, the promises of God being kept. And it's a reminder to be thankful because God has brought us to this point where we're at today, right now. And the place where we've been before, it was all there to bring us to this place where we're at today. And as we're thankful for that, we can ask ourselves, well, what should we do now, Lord? We have this great history and this, these promises that have been made and promises kept. We see this in your character. We see who you are. You see, this is the psalmist's story and it's God's story. You know, what you don't see in here 
is Thanksgiving being given because every prayer got answered, because it didn't. And you don't see that the nation got everything that it wants because it didn't. See, we aren't thankful to God because we got what we want. It's not about our story. This should not be the root of our thankfulness. It's about God working through history to accomplish his will, which is redemption and freedom that we have. Right now, we know we have it through Christ. See, our thanksgiving is built on what God has actually done through history. It's about history, God's story, and our part in it. Thankfulness has to be grounded in God's story. The struggle is we want it to be our story about what God is doing, that God is doing things our way and look what he's done for me. But there's so much greater purpose. Even the great things that God has done for you, there's a bigger purpose to those things. Sometimes we hear a testimony in church or somewhere and somebody gets up and talks about how God answered their prayer and God did these great things. And we're excited about that and we're happy for that person. But you ever hear that and you start wondering yourself, well, does God love me? Why doesn't God do that for me? Or I've prayed the same prayer. Why isn't God answering that for me? You know, sometimes what's going on is we're not really asking the right question before we give our thanks. We're not asking, why did God do this for me? Or why did God do it for that person and not for me? See, in our thankfulness, we need to be thankful that God is doing something in the life of somebody else in their story for his purposes, but also thankful that God is gonna do something different for us. And whatever God does or doesn't do for us, we have to be thankful for that because it's his story that we need to participate in. The question is, why did God do something for you or not do something for you? And how does it fit into his story? This is the testimony we need to give. When we see God doing stuff in our life, we, we're grateful and we're worshipful and we're thankful, but we have to ask why in the midst of our thankfulness. Okay, God, thanks for doing that, but why? What do I do with this now? What is the next step? See, when we do that, then each of us can thank God for our part of the story. Each of us can thank God for whatever he's doing in our life and the circumstances that have brought us today. That's hard to do when the circumstances aren't ones that we would choose when the circumstances aren't that great. But you know, God places us in this world for his will, the redemption of human beings to bring people to Christ. And he needs people in all circumstances for that. We need to look at our lives as part of God's story and then put ourselves in there. We need to place ourselves in God's story. And this means something profound. Placing ourselves in God's story, it means that we are more than our failures and successes. You ever think about that? You ever value yourself based upon your failures or successes? You know, sometimes in God's story, your failure is actually a success and your success is actually a failure. When you start to look at your life through the lens of God's mission for it, it changes things. We, we are more than what we do. We are more than what we do for a living. God has a plan for things. We are more than our circumstances. We are the beloved children of the King. We are the treasured possession of a perfect father. We are enough just because we're us and God made us. We're loved and accepted just as we are. We're also loved and accepted in such a way that God's not gonna leave us the way that we are. That when we're accepted and brought into his family just as we are, he changes us and molds us to be more like him. And we are to be thankful for that wherever we are in our spiritual growth. We are called to... Uh, we are called and given a true and better life for following Jesus Christ. You see, even our better, our lives are taken by him 
and we are used for him for all eternity and we get to live with him for eternity. When we start to see ourselves through the lens that God sees us as loved, as people who are part of his family, as his children, we have so much to be thankful for at any time, at every time. The Psalm ends this way in verse 23. He remembered us in our lowest state. His love endures forever and freed us from our enemies. His love endures forever. He gives food to every creature. His love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His love endures forever. This is God. This is who he is. This is his person. He remembers us when we are hurting. He rescues us from our enemies. He provides for us in all things. And he lavishes his chesed love on us, his eternal love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. This mission that God has given us wherever we find ourselves. Your story is part of God's redemption plan for the world. The church, you and me, people who are believers in Jesus Christ, we are plan A for that. That through Jesus Christ, through the body of Christ, his church, the world will know. Not because they've come to our buildings or sit in our services or watch us online but because they learn who God is through us and how much God loves them through us. Some takeaways for today. Do this in your thanksgiving. Pursue God's heart and who he is and allow thankfulness to come from that. What if we were a people who lived in light of who God is and not just what he does? That this is the way we live our life. What if we're thankful simply because we are his? What if we lived in the thankfulness of the ways that he has always been there for us? What if we thought of our days in light of being thankful to him? If we sought to understand the deep hesed love that he has for us, the attitudes of our hearts are moved in thankfulness in light of him. And we saw the world and each person in it the way God does with a thankful and loving heart. Every single person that God loves this way, who Jesus died for, we see them this way. It's so much easier to do that when we are thankful because of who God is and who we are in his mission to love other people the way he loves them, to see them in light of their humanity, whoever they are, whatever their background. So pursue God's heart and allow thankfulness to come from that. And then next, be thankful today, regardless of your circumstances today. You know, do you need to remove some bitterness that's been fostering so that thankfulness can grow? It's one of the things that prevents us from being thankful in our circumstances. And bitterness is not something that should be birthed in us. It just leads to evil and dark things. And it doesn't lead to improvement. Even though there's a lot of things that can be, we can be bitter about. Some good things if you think about it. But God doesn't want us to be there. He wants us to focus and be thankful to Him and realize that we have a place today. We've been brought to this place today to do some amazing things. Make your circumstances part of God's story and then bless someone rather than curse them. Listen to someone rather than just tell them what to do and love people the way God loves people. Maybe you need something else. Maybe you need to stop pursuing the next God thing, right? The next experience or wondering where's God in the experience? Where's the next highlight coming from? You know, God is here every day in the mundane things of day-to-day -day life. We need to be thankful wherever we are today, not just in the highlights and the lowlights of our life, but every single day, be thankful and enjoy now. Be thankful for today, now, every single day. 
Maybe you need to move past seeing what he does and look for who he is. Sometimes we focus so much just on what God is doing, we forget to rest and just reflect on who he actually is and who we are in him. You know, get into his word. Are you reading it? Or is it something you catch online for a few minutes Sunday morning when we go through the Psalms? Get into his word and know who he is every day. Do you need to pursue his loving and thankful heart for others to repair the brokenness in a relationship? Man, we are seeing so much stuff. We have brokenness in personal relationships. We have brokenness in societal relationships. Be thankful we are where we are today. Even in the tension of racial conversations, of different ideas that are out there, all this stuff, be thankful that we can have those because in the midst of that tension is an opportunity for us to be thankful that God has made us brothers and sisters and made in his image and that we can come together and do great things. Be thankful we are where we are today and look to the future in hope and realizing that God's love endures forever that our hope isn't in a solution to a present crisis, but it's in the solution to every crisis that occurred on the cross. And then today we can put our hope there and move forward every day in hope and love and joy. We need to take time to reflect on these things and be thankful to God because of who he is. And we need that perspective in order to break free of some things that hold us back. And finally, live your life then as part of God's story. You are part of God's story. There's a psalm you could write about your own life, about the things that God has done, the good things and the bad, and all along, his love endures forever. Have you thought about your life in those terms? Do you know that God has forgiven you because Jesus died for you? Do you know that God likes you? He does. He likes you. Jesus died for you. He died instead of you on that cross. He wants you to live forever with him. And God is loaded with good news in any circumstance. You are in his story. Thank him for who he is and for what he does because of who he is, and then do what he does. Do justice, love mercy, walk humbly with him. Love God, love people, be concerned for the widows and orphans, the oppressed and the poor. Be generous and give and bless others and enjoy what you've been given and give thanks for all of those things and all of those opportunities, all of which you have today. Listen, we do all this better when we are thankful people. We walk humbly with the Lord and we do justice and we love mercy and we love people and do all this better when we're thankful. We really do. You know, and for some of us, we just struggle. We're kind of ungrateful people. Maybe you're listening and you're going, I'm just an ungrateful person. I'm never thankful. You know, God wants you to deal with that by being thankful for who he is. I mean, some of us, we're just ungrateful and we're grumpy about the parts of the system that don't work and we're ungrateful. When we find ourselves ungrateful, we can't give thanks in the midst of our circumstances. We become joyless. We become entitled. We become ultimately disappointed because that's not part of God's plan for you. Our heart is in the wrong place when we're ungrateful. <clears throat> thankful people know that it's not about them. It's not about us. <clears throat> thankful people know what to do. We know where the life is. We know where the joy is. We know where the purpose is. Thankful people pursue righteousness. They pursue mercy and kindness and faithfulness and loyal love and steadfast love. Love, chesed. His love endures forever. 
this is worth pursuing. It's greater than rubies or gold or money or wealth or education or status or whatever it is you're pursuing. We need to represent this love of God to the people that God has placed in our life to let them see this love of God because of who he is, not just because of what he's done. He does because of who he is. We need to show them the love that Jesus has for them and let everybody know that they are invited into his family. That's the price of admission. The cost of adoption has already been paid by Jesus on the cross. It's already been paid. It's free. There is grace. There is mercy. There is forgiveness. There is hope. There are unbroken and unbreakable promises that come from the living God, the God of gods, the Lord of lords, and the King of kings. This one God who loves you and everybody listening. And that love endures forever. It doesn't get any higher than that. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, the God of gods. It's coming from the highest source, not me, not our church, not some other preacher somewhere, but from the living God who made and created this universe and created you who loves you, who likes you, and who invites you to participate in his divine plan. God is worthy of our thanksgiving and a life of gratefulness to him. Would you give him thanks today? And if you wanna hear more about this God, if you wanna learn more, would you contact us here? Let us know, hey, I got these questions, or you know, today if you're saying, I wanna know this God, or I, I believe in this God, I believe what you said today. And you know, suddenly I realized Jesus died for me, that I am loved, that I am liked by God. Don't sit there by yourself and not tell anybody. Let somebody know. Let a Christ follower in your life, somebody who actually does, you know who they are. Let them know or contact us if you don't know anybody or aren't sure. Go to gracecitysd.com slash live stream. You'll see ways that you can connect with us here. Do that right now if those are your thoughts. And with your family today, take a moment after we close out the service and give thanks. Give thanks to God for today and for our circumstances and say, God, even if my circumstances are bad today, I thank you for them. Help me to walk in the way that you would have me walk for your plan today. You will be glad that you did, and you will be grateful. Give thanks to God. Would you pray with me? God, we are thankful. This is such a strange time we are living in right now. God, we wanna pause and give you thanks. We are thankful for this strange time of being stuck at home. And that has meant different things to all of us. Some of us are bored. Some of us are so busy with the kids and school and work. Some of us have lost our jobs, so we're not busy there anymore. Some of us have just had so much to deal with, with our own families, our own circumstances. And Lord, for some of us, it's been what we would say is good. And for some of us, we would say it would be bad. But either way, Lord, we give you thanks. And we ask that you would use us right now where you have led us in our histories for that purpose. And when we see what's going on in our country today, as heartbreaking as so many things have been, God, use us to do real justice, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with you. We need that, Lord. And we are thankful that you have invited us to do that, that you have empowered us to do that, that you have given us your spirit to help us do that. And that the love you have for us isn't a love that we can even quantify or fathom, but it's a supernatural love, this chesed. And you have given us your Holy Spirit, your supernatural presence to show that love to the people that you have placed in our life. 
God, use us in that way today. Use our whole church body for that purpose. We thank you, Lord, for these things. We thank you for who you are. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this resource from Grace City Church. If you found this helpful, feel free to share it and enjoy more resources at gracecitysd.com. Grace City Church exists to equip people with the gospel for everyday life.